So we are gathered again. This is the Senior Scribblers, the writers group, gathered again to record for our June. And June is busting out all over, as somebody has said. I mean, I would say this is an August group, but it's too early for that. So Mm. we're busting out all over because it's June. And we've got some summer thoughts and maybe water thoughts and maybe some Father's Day. Who knows? We'll find out what we have. Mm. So let's do a round and introduce ourselves so that people will be able to recognize the voices. Hi, I'm Joe Ewald. Hi, I'm Bill Wiley. Hello, I'm Faith Flaherty. Hi, I'm the judge, Alice, that is. <laughs> and I'm Peter J. Hey there. And we always have some fun doing this, as you can tell. Mm. So, who wants to kick us off this month? I'll the do judge it. will go for there. The judge will do it. Here comes the judge. Oh, it's that's so story. funny that you said what you did at the beginning. I'm somewhat of a mind reader sometimes. The name of my thing this morning is June. I was rummaging around the other day and found a poem I had written about June. It immediately, for some reason, got me thinking about this song, June is Busting Out All Over, a very popular song that Rogers and Amistine wrote for the musical Carousel in 1956. Now, I know some of you weren't around in 1956, but if you like musical theater, you probably have heard the song I'm referring to because the song has, is a classic, and many community theaters still perform the song. But alas, enough of that. Let's get back to June. The month of June for many of us is busy, college or high school graduations, weddings, parties, school ends for the regular students later in June. The weather is cooler than summer months of July and August usually, and thoughts turn to vacations, picnicking, lighter clothing, staying outdoors longer, and there's an overall feeling of softness to our day-to-day activities a lightness to our step and attitude. So with that, I'm going to read my poem about June. June is a new penny sparkling clean, light and airy as a dandelion puff. It is blue skies and ivory white clouds. I want to please, it whispers. June is robins pulling worms out of the soft earth, tulips nodding farewell, and marigolds saying hello. June is men washing their cars, time for baseball games and time to paint the sun deck. June is green blades of grass with perfect posture. Windows open up to thrust the smells of winter away. Yellow, a happy color, is June, peace of feeling. The earth has survived the cold blanket of snow. The coverlet comes off, and the earth is more comfortable with its green sheet of cover. Trees are as a peacock strutting their blooms. Strawberries beg to be picked. June is a middle child pleading to be noticed for itself. Should it be cool and breezy as Sister May, or hot and humid as Brother July? Come sun with me, it teases. Or have a barbecue and picnic with me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice oh, images. That's, yeah, yes. nice. Oh, I was yeah. just going to say, powerful imagery everywhere. Yeah. 
And June is and June is rhododendrons. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yes, it's good. Very nice. Very nice images. Yeah. I wish I had said it. Yes. <laughs> Joe. Yes. You have a survey coming up? Um, yeah, that's part of my um fun in the sun. Fun it's in the sun. I like the alliteration. Yes. And of course, um technically the start of June start of summer starts June twenty first. But we're in the mode already, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we can call the uh, the prep. So anyways, um we start off with our famous survey that we took a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And uh, it's, um, what do you like better on July 4th or any day in the summer, a hot dog or a cheeseburger? And our survey, results of our survey on the first one was the hot dog. So we're seeing if the hot dog can take it two times in a row. Mm -hmm. the defending de champion. De there you go, the defending champion. That's a testament for the hot dog there, but don't forget about the cheeseburger. <laughs> I gotta put a yellow flag on the field here. Joe, I gotta say that I take issue with the cheeseburger versus the hot dog. And there must that? be a cheese dog <laughs> somewhere here. Okay, so it's the so cheese. So if we're gonna do cheese, if cheese is good, if we're going to accessorize to some advantage, I need to know that this is available to both forms of meat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, it is. Um, okay, the, now we, now we're even. Yeah, okay. so it's the cheese dog <laughs> versus the cheeseburger. If you want to get in touch with us on which one you like better, the cheese dog or the cheeseburger, you can get in touch with Franklin Public Radio and TV. Info at franklin.tv. There so you go. Spell out Franklin, put a dot there, and say TV. It's my job to make it official. If you want to know more <laughs> about the cheese dog, the cheeseburger, or without cheese, you can contact us at INFO. That's INFO at franklin.tv. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to know what is drawn to your personal palate the dog the burger let us know there you go you heard it from uh, the source there there you go and uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah get in touch with us and uh, let us know and let's see if we can knock off the defending champ the hot dog <laughs> oh heaven for fan <laughs> <laughs> so anyways of course summer summertime opens up a lot of stuff of course cape cod first time i went fishing was was down the cape at um nickerson state park in brewster where mm. i caught my first couple of rainbow trout and of course my first experience with camping you know sleeping under the stars which i love at the time you got camping fishing boating and of course this part of the country if you're into hiking for summertime, you have the Appalachian Trail, which runs from Maine all the way to Georgia, I think. Wow. Yes. And um, it begins or ends, depending upon which way you go. Right. Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yep. So we have that for the hiking enthusiasts. And, of course, you have the beautiful summertime weather to do that. And, of course, you have... Um, on July 4th is a big one. All the fairs, of course, the one that I'm most famous with, or infamous, is the Brockton Fair. We have the story of the three bears <laughs> at the Brockton Fair, which, of course, 
I won. Two of the bears I won playing darts because I'm a... used to be a dart player, and you have to get three darts and three stars, which is very hard to do. So I won two bears that way, and the third bear I won playing that silly game where you pitch a dime and it rolls into a little red circle. Okay, yeah. So I did that, and believe it or not, one of my dimes landed in the little red circle, and that's how I won my third bear. And of course, I gave him gave them away and uh, of course you have the fireworks which are uh, famous or infamous as far as um, they had a incident there I don't know if you remember it um, in Boston Harbor a couple of years ago one of the barges got caught on fire but um, it was uh, quickly put out of course when I enlisted in the service it started in the summertime on June the 11th all the way until August when I graduated from boot camp. So that's another memory of summer. And of course, um, as a kid in high school, I went to go see my relatives in Connecticut, in Long Island. And of course you have baseball. That's a must see during the summertime to go to at least one game at Fenway Park. So then um, we have all that stuff for summertime and I'm sure everybody is Looking forward to the warm weather and, of course, Alice Judge saying the lighter clothing. And, um, of course, it all ends, sadly, on Labor Day. Memorial Day being the first barbecue, Labor Day being the last barbecue. Mm. But anyways, besides all that, get back to us on the hot dog and the Bubba Burger Oh, God, now what he's doing, he's, he's sweetening the deal again on the burgers, not with the cheese, but now with the Bubba burgers. He's, he's trying to stack the deck, that's what I think. No, you want to stack the burger. Well, there's that, Not yeah. the deck. That's right. Two Double or burger. three quarter pounders. Oh, my. No, is this a survey that's every year? Well, we did it before. I don't know if you remember the first one, but it was before the pandemic. Right, that was a while and, ago. And we got like 100 responses. Mm. from that and of course the uh, I'm not saying of course but the hot dog won so hopefully well, what's the margin I don't, I don't know it was close yeah it was close yeah yeah so we'll see what happens this time and uh, maybe the cheeseburger will stage an upset that is my little story about fun in the sun during summertime I'm ready for a barbecue Sounds good. I don't want to talk about food anymore. <laughs> Faith, you got another topic to shift us away from food? Yes. Okay. Mine is called Robots Can't Fall in Love. Uh-oh. The robot convention met at noon. They met at the library at the same time and place every year. They met to share information and recharge their batteries, so to speak. This year was especially significant because the robots were being threatened by the WGA. The Writers Guild of America believed that the robots were taking their jobs away. The robots, in a way, were flattered that the human writers thought that they, AI, wrote as well as humans could with feelings, spirit, soul, and thoughts. But the WGA was seriously harassing the robots. Now, the bots felt that their very existence was threatened. Their alarm bells rang, danger, danger threatening. 
hence this meeting. It was determined that something had to be done. Violence was out of the question. The robots were smart enough to know that violence only begets violence. One bot asked, well, what does the WGA want? The oldest bot explained, they want compensation and residuals. In the old days, writers would get a lump sum up front, and then if the show did well, they would get payment every time the show aired. This is called a residual. The advent of streaming changed this. When streamers like Netflix commissioned writers, the writers got paid one sum and no residuals. WGA wants to continue to earn money for their work when shows do well. Plus, added another bot, they want regulations put on AI because AI can be programmed to write. Think about all the jobs AI could perform besides writing television, movies, radio, and live performances. The writers said they don't want to just doctor up the robot's work, and they don't want to just be edit machines. Bots cannot be the genesis of new ideas. The writers need to do this. They create. Another bot thought that the union's concerns were important, but also that they could be easily addressed. There was a momentary silence while the robots processed this information. The head bot announced that it was time to join the union's negotiating team. We'll convince them that we are not a threat to their livelihood. We are here to help. We have to convince the writers that we will yield to their concerns. We can be a research tool, make suggestions, but we cannot create. Actually, we bots need the writers. They do not need us. Well, how do we convince them of this? Again, there was silence while the bots processed this information. One of the bots remembered seeing a plane towing a banner saying, Pay the writers, you AI holes. <laughs> Replicating is exactly what AI does. We robots can fly our own drone towing a banner saying, AI supports the WGA. Pay the writers. All the bots agreed this was a good idea. Plus, they could print out flyers explaining how AI is only a tool. In other words, they can spread the word. Now ideas began to flow. AI is the perfect tool to spread information on social media sites. AI supports the WGA. We'll get them the contract that the writers want and deserve. Then the WGA will accept and respect us, won't they? Won't they? Does that compute? Does our artificial information predict a happy ending? The robots were silent. Wow. Yes, they were. Mm. <laughs> Nicely done. I uh, read an article just last week. A lawyer prepared for a case using chat GPT to do the research. I saw that article, yes. Chat GPT <laughs> completely fabricated a half a dozen precedent cases that the lawyer used in court to make his claims. Whoops. <laughs> the judge did not appreciate that. No, no. <laughs> I want me to go.
Yes, I okay. think you've got something that you've written from your heart, and it certainly wasn't composed by an AI. <laughs> <laughs> one of my romantic poems, I guess. Uh, this is called My Special One. My lady, you are, there is no doubt. I love you so much, I will scream and shout. In the darkest days or the bright sunlight, our love will go on because together we're right. My beautiful lady, I love you so. It's you that I simply need to know. I will love you now and throughout all time. I need to make you mine all mine. Here, my love, the time has come. I know you are the special one. The one that has entered my heart. Together forever, never apart. My other half, as they used to say, I know I will love you till my dying day. But until that time, I will give you love. God has blessed us from heaven above. As I write these words, you excite my soul. I am yours to have and to hold. I feel so happy, this warm feeling inside. I will show it to you, I will not hide. I say goodbye, or is it good night? I know I want to hold you so tight. Mm -hmm. that. <laughs> you did it again. I didn't mess it up. <laughs> you did it again. A little practice helps. Mm -hmm. yeah. I almost messed it up, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> you put the pause in the right spot. Yes, indeed. So that's the AI challenge. <laughs> Had the AI write that. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe the editor of the show will take the silence out. <laughs> there are tools that'll do that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things that, especially if you're pausing for dramatic effect. Whoops. That's the kind of pause you don't want to take out. Ready to go, sir? And to your point. To my point. To blog. Pause for dramatic effect. Beat, beat, beat. <laughs> <laughs> to blog. Recently, my Gen X son urged me to become more Internet savvy by publishing a blog. S-R-S-L-Y question mark? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? O to the M to the G! Exclamation point. Apparently, my persona as a throwback, a feckless TV dad, is still in play. Me? Blog, I patiently explained that I began writing Franklin TV's online program guide over 10 years ago. Never missed a week. To blog or not to blog? That's not the question. The question is, how do you blog so it matters? Some folks blog with less thought than what gets scribbled on a sticky note. However, Whatever the blog, the big idea should be sticky. Whether you blog through keyboard or vlog via video, it is the quality of thought that matters. As a writer, you are invariably a provocateur. This is especially true when your logical argument is conveyed with emotional appeal. In a time B.C., 
before computers, <laughs> before word processors, email, blogs. An advertising exec spoke at his retirement about infusing the art and craft of communication with your humanity. He said, everyone has painted a sign for the lemonade stand. So they believe that they understand art. Everyone has written a great letter home. Thus, everyone believes they can write. What's the alchemic reagent that moves a good message to greatness? Your blog is the basis of your relationship with your readers and viewers, the multitudes of your adoring fans. In my case, both of them. <laughs> the worth of what you have to say through that relationship is determined by and only by your audience. So what matters to your audience? Beyond general creativity and craft, here's a simple yardstick. Universality, clarity, verity, sincerity. Make your message relevant, clear, truthful, and above all, mean it. One last point. A fevered personal rant is not necessarily a quality blog. There are lots of those. So ask yourself, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And does it improve on the silence? With some thoughts for your audience, you can create something that's much more interesting, meaningful, enduring than a sticky note. You can make your idea stick. I like the points. Mm -hmm. Kind. Yep. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And does it improve on the silence? Excellent. You should put a... That's a famous quote by Sai Baba. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Many, many people fail on the does silence. Does it improve yes. on the silence? I like yeah. that. And a lot more just don't consider improving upon the silence. <laughs> just filling the space. Just yeah, filling the space. Yeah, when you think about it, it may be true, but not kind. Yeah. Yes. So is it necessary to say it? Right. Exactly. Some things are better left unsaid, somebody else said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have a blog, do you feel like you have to contribute when you really don't have anything to say? Yes, right. you do. <laughs> yeah. I have well, a blog. He has a blog. Steve has a blog. Oh, really? Yeah. I've yeah. given up that idea uh -huh. that I have to do it every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have a poetry one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. BillSpeaksAndRhyme.com, yeah. blogspot.com. And Steve, yours is Franklin Matters? or That is a blog format, but it's yeah. really a daily newsletter. Mm -hmm. I have Quiet Poet, which is my poetry blog. I have Steve's Two Cents, which is my personal blog. Um, I've actually had, I think, three or four others over time that <laughs> just kind of fell away because I... They just served the purpose, and they weren't adding the value. They weren't right. necessary anymore. I just, yeah, they're still out there. People can search and find them, but yeah, they're not updated. You know, I think blogging is great for the budding writer as a place. To, you know, call it a play space to mm -hmm. yeah. start it's exercising. Your, it can yeah. be a diary, but you yeah, can, right. instead of writing right. in a book, you're writing and there on are, a computer. There are a number of writers who Seth Godin being one that comes to mind immediately. They'll take an idea kind of morph it into some number of words, put mm -hmm. it out with the feedback, enhance it, and then accumulate those and publish a book. Hmm. 
And he's not the only one that does that. Meanwhile, back at our program. Meanwhile, back at the program. <laughs> just, you know, once upon a, a time, once upon a time, we were talking about June. So right. I realized that there were summertime dreams that would come up in June, and I had used that phrase in a recent poem. So I'm going to read that. The poem came to be because one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Gordon Lightfoot, unfortunately passed away in May. Oh, so, dear, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He came to the end of his note, as they say. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yep, that's one of the ones. So, traipsing lightfooted. The news that Gordon had passed on stopped me. Then his songs, melodies, and lyrics clambered forward in a room where you do what you don't confess. I saw him in concert once in Boston. It was surreal. Having listened to his albums, he played exactly the same way. The Minstrel of the Dawn is here. That was his thing. He worked hard to create it. We bought it. He wanted us to get what we paid for on the summer side of life. His ballads or story songs told many memorable tales. Reaching for his saddlebag, he takes a battered book into his hand. When the gales of November come early, if you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Rows of lights in a circle of steel, it's time for a summertime dream in a race among the ruins. Ribbon of darkness over me and the big steel rail going to carry me home to the one I love. And by the way, did she mention my name? If she didn't, I did. And I will remember you fondly when the great green forest is too silent to be real. In fond memory of Gordon Lightfoot, his music, his voice. Yeah, if you could read his mind. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. I was also a fan. I saw him in concert, and you're right. What you got was what you got. Yeah, and, 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 and it, he was very consistent. Very meticulous. Yes. Very meticulous. One of the great troubadours. Would you ever send that to a, the fan club, or, or somehow, so his um, entourage would know that you had um, written it? The other thing I can do, and I have been, because this is now posted on the web, so anybody who searches for Gordon Lightfoot may happen to find it. Uh. <laughs> and, yeah, I could do some additional kind of searching to tag and find something, whether they do have a fan club, and then add the link to it so that they can find it that way. That's one of the glories of uh, the social media tools that we do have available. It just takes mm. time to do it. <laughs> I heard a lot of... Uh, Song titles in there. Well, yeah, you're the music yeah, master. I, I would not be surprised. You know, did, did she mention your name? I heard that in there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. There was, uh, I didn't count the lines, but there were a number of lines, at least one in each of the stanzas. And the last couple of stanzas just had, it was all lines. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun doing. Yeah, he was great. Going to do a Tina Turner one now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. 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 The, we'll listen to the muse and see which way it goes, right? Mm. Yep. 
So I think that brings us to the end of the show today. We've had some summer and June and some poetry and some AI and some, and of course, a quick reminder to weigh in on whether it's the the ham dog, the burger dog, the ch- cheese dog, whatever, whatever fear, way you want to vote. A fierce competition <laughs> is brewing. And if you want to weigh in on either meat, <laughs> you can contact us at info at franklin.tv. We should have had that as an option, a veggie burger. Ooh. Oh, well, what about a eye. veggie dog? Yeah, <laughs> vegan dog. We got a hot vegan dog. Do they have those? Even. They must they have must, those somewhere. Must, yeah. Or turkey dog. In a dogs. Uh, health food store, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plant-based. Um, well, they have chicken hot dogs and turkey hot dogs. There you go. Right. Oh, my God. I had one chicken hot dog, and oh, God. Was it good? It was awful. It was I terrible. had a vegan <laughs> hamburger. It was a big portobello <laughs> mushroom. Okay, That's Alice. what it was. So where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The royalties will come for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to go around? Just suppose that guy is still around. He's probably. Uh, yeah, if, if, if you want to do that. I, I, I tend to be democratic to the extent that I like one of each. I would, yes, I was going to say, how about one of each? I would, I would be like uh, Jughead from Archie, the cheeseburger. But absolutely no ketchup. Is it Wimpy from Popeye? So all through the month of June, you can contact us at info at franklin.tv and let us know, burger or dog, because we'll be able to report the results (laughs) the next time we get together in front of the microphones just before July 4th. And you'll be able to go shopping with the sound advice provided by us from this fierce competition between the meats. So this is Steve Sherlock. And this is Joe Ewald. And I'm Bill Wiley. Face Flavity. It's the Judge Alice. And I'm Peter J. Yet again, reminding you that if you want to weigh in. <laughs> but, all right, I'm going to back. I've done it enough. Done it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thank you all. Thank you Tune all. in next time.